Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dee Dee McKay. is an artist, a writer, and a mum, and has developed hundreds of children's programs and activities for museums, art centers, libraries, and schools. And Dee Dee also loves creating and is an empowerment coach for creative women. Beautiful. Dee Dee, welcome to the show. Hi. So good to be here and meet you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Can you expand a little bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? I love to work with people that really believe that they can find more wellness, find more fun in their lives, bring more creative things into their lives and also um, bring more of the things they love into their Mm. lives. So that's what I like to do. I look, like to work with people who have that attitude where they have an open mind and an aptitude, like a lifelong learner kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. And what is it that you, how do you guide your clients through this? What is it that you kind of put them through that they, um, they find that they need in those, that, that initial period? Um, the initial period of establishing what, what they want. Yeah. I have some questions. I ask them, what are your deepest desires? And oftentimes they've called and crafted that to be a suitable answer for what Mm. people, what they think people will want to hear. Because a lot of times we have these crazy dreams and we've gotten used to people going, Oh yeah. You know, even some of my loved ones, you know, Oh, I want to do a children's book before I did my first one. And one of my closest loved ones was like, oh yeah, you and everybody else, kind of a sarcastic. And so I'm thinking, okay, yeah, well, I'll show you, I will do it, you know, kind of, so using any of the naysaying voices to, to fuel you, fuel, fuel your, or get you going, push you forward. With this sort of empowerment aspect, is it also, it's not just empowering the women that you work with to go after and do the things they want to do. It's also looking at shit what what do i want what is what is the what's the default answer and what is is my true answer yeah that's the uncovering of that is sometimes it takes a little time um to establish i mean i i'll put out there in the beginning what's your deepest desire but i also because that comes up a lot where it takes time to unbury Mm. what their essence really how it wants to express itself. Um, I'll put some pointed questions out like, well, what's your passion project that you want completed? 
because a lot of people have a book idea or, oh, I really want, um, and I use myself, I was the guinea pig. So I base everything on what I wanted, what I, what I was stuck in way back, um, being, feeling like a slave to my, my mm. schedule, working for somebody else, even though I've worked for places I believed in where I could yes. get skills and, you know, but so I asked them I, to uncover what, what passion project you have. And then when they say, oh, I want my own arts, I'm, I'm basing this on myself too. I want my own art studio. Um, I want to live in nature. I showed you a picture of my nature here. I live in a bird sanctuary. It's tropical. Um, it's like a 70, it's a, it's a community, but it's on a bay and it's 75 acres of um, botanical gardens. And I, I mm. just had to put in place, what do I want to feel really complete in a full way? So I, I put that out, but a lot of times they want to do a book or um, th they want to change their career. Um, and it takes steps, you know, and, and little by little, they'll say, oh, well, yeah, I want to do this book. And I'll, you know, we, we'll kind of inch closer and go around yeah. the subject and then maybe go touch in a little bit. And then, you know, and what's keeping you from doing it. And then you get to the reasons that stop them, you know, oh, yeah. this, yeah. oh, I don't think I can, or everybody keeps telling me that's ridiculous, or I never finish things or I procrastinate too much, or I don't have the skill or who do I think I am, you know, the self-worth and all that. Mm. Crumbs, there's two kind of blocks there. There's one, what is actually stopping me? Well, I want to do this, but ah, these, these things kind of creep in. And there's the aspect of, I want to do this thing. Well, what's, what's the purpose? Why is that? What's that going to afford you? Where's that taking you? And sometimes that question is the most revealing. Some of these questions, um, it's, we haven't been asked before and so we don't know how to answer them from us from our soul and we don't know the real answer i want to do a book why because i was told that would help my business flourish how exactly i have no idea i've known people who have launched books and done super super well i've known people who have launched books and crickets yeah they're a best-selling author that's easy to do it's a tactic there's a way of doing it so there's all these things where it's like well let's look at the bigger picture and i love that you help dig into that bigger picture dig into the yeah. The, the true core of, of yourself. Um, how did, how did you get into this work? What, what was it about this aspect? You were like, yeah, I want to be doing this. Well, I've, I've in my past felt really stagnated. And, and um, even when I had one of my most creative jobs, which was at a children's museum and every day I had to come up with um, ideas and programs and, and activities and, and then how are we going to fabricate that? Oh, we need a 3D machine or no, we have to make a puzzle out of it. Or we, you know, we have to sew things. I mean, it was so working on a team. Um, but even then after a while, and I always go on the seven year thing after seven years or six years, the seven year itch, it really does happen to me. So I have to, my makeup, my composition coming onto the planet was, I like a lot of change. That's something that, and then when you recognize that, that that's in your, in your being, in your element, I mean, it, and if you study the Chinese five elements theories, it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, so I need change and that's what fuels me, the interest of it. So even at that job, I, I got on tangent, even at that job, which was creative and it was um, wonderful. And, and I was a wonderful education team and creating these big events with, you know, thousands of people come in over the weekend or whatever. I still knew that, first of all, I was away from my children. 
more than I wanted to be. That mm. was, almost, I feel PTSD from that still to this day because I was a single parent. So I, not just every other weekend, but 24 seven for 20 years, you know, mostly. And, um, but walking from, I pull into the parking lot, get out of my car and I'd be like, this is your sunshine for the day from the car into the building <laughs> a lot of time. And, and I know, and you know, that just helped me realize, oh, I need more outdoor time. I need more nature mm. more. And then I needed that balance. Yeah. And, and these things where, you know, sometimes it's, it is trial by error. We need to find these things and try these things, but then huh, maybe go back into your work now, listening to that intuition, listen to those, to ourselves with, okay, every day I walk through this and I get this pang of anxiety or doubt or guilt. And you, you kind of normalize it rather than, hey, your body's trying to tell you something that this, you don't enjoy this. No wonder you're struggling in you other normalize. areas of your life, right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, you normalize it and you, and you talk yourself out of it and you get further away from your intuition. And um, you know, I teach yoga too. So that is another part of the equation that helps me tune in to how I'm feeling mm. in my body, share that with my students. And um, I call them, you, a lot of times my yoga students become like close friends, right? So it feels even funny to call them my students. Um, but we all, you know, we get in tune. Oh, what is, I feel a little anxious in my stomach. Why is that? Or I feel a tightness, you know, or you know, I'm starting to tense my shoulders up or you become aware of how you are physically in a, in an environment or a situation. Yeah. And, oh, I don't, didn't really feel good doing that. So maybe that's not really, or, or differentiating between a nervous energy and a, a, a different kind of energy, you know? Different yeah. Of One of the concepts that, that is fundamental with, with unforget yourself is listen to the whispers before they become screams being able to hear these, whether it's external, internal with yourself, there are always these little whispers that are around and yeah. that yeah, that aching shoulder or the, the back pain or tummy doesn't feel quite right. So again, we normalize all the way through or seek, let's remedy this, this one problem rather than hold on, what's actually going on here? So with, with your, your, your clients, your students, your friends, your family, what, why is it that they then come away with after working with you through these different modalities? Tools to use on their own. So that's my goal is to, to just put out some offerings and expose them to different things. And I always refer in my classes to um, creating their home practice, you know, whether it's just sitting quietly, meditating, there's breath work. There's a lot of pranayama, which is the, the breath work, which can calm your nervous system. Um, and for about five years, I worked in a special needs school for special needs children mm. with therapeutic yoga stuff. So that's for everybody. That's not just for people on a spectrum because we're all on the spectrum. It's a spectrum, you know? So here's a tool for when you're nervous. Here's, here's a, an asana or pose for when you have a stomach ache, or here's a and oh, what about, because you want to bring it into your life, you know, so I'll make little references or anecdotes. Okay, so you're at a, you're at a red light or somebody just cut you off and, you know, you can do different things. You know, there's mm. eye exercises, there's neck exercises, your thyroid, there's all your whole body. Yeah. Like whole and, and this is like, there is so much power in that. And we, we are the solution that we take with us all the time. 
but even from what you're saying there it's like oh some people might hear this and they oh my gosh there's so much to it it's, it's so complex there's like 20 gazillion tools that you can do and whilst that is true it's about finding the right thing for for you and your body and your energy and your circumstance so how much fun do you have with trying to find the right thing um for for your people but also also for you yeah that's a that's a good question because they overlap right like when i'm preparing for a class like i'm going to teach tonight um I, I do like it when people, you have to have a lot of spontaneity when you enter the room, but I like to have mm. some prepared ahead of time as well. And sometimes when people tell me, oh, you know, I, my back is really hurting me today, or, oh, I had a really hectic day doing this. And then I'll try to formulate, um, I, I forgot even your question. I'm sorry, but for me, for me versus my students, right? Um, yeah. I mean, because with you oh. yourself being in sort of transition, because you changed, you said, seven years sort of period that you have so you as a, as a human change your desires your needs your, your your goals change and i would guess some of the modalities some of the techniques and the tools that you used maybe 10 years ago like this it doesn't quite hit the spot or work or things are different now so i guess you're always sort of listening into to yourself as you listen to your your people yes exactly that's a really good it's a really good um way of putting it yeah and, and the ever-changing aspect of it it's that yeah you have to really be um and it's not for everybody you know some people like to go to a class that they know what to expect every time but you're not showing up for that class the same every week either you had a different week this week or maybe you just took a five-hour car trip and you're you right. know need to do something specific um or and there's also you know there's mental stuff going on and yeah physical but yeah the ever-changing I don't ever do the same exact class I put some of what I say is I have the different elements in my class I have some of the traditional moves some of the traditional ones that I've um, created into more of a flowing move to get mm. more bang for your buck out of it but it's based on the yoga traditions um, and then something different every time so that there's always some kind of newness to look forward to like oh we've never done that and and what's you know what's that element of the class so that's that's just my formula but who knows that could change next year you know i could decide next year you know what i need i need a, a routine mm. just a couple months i think i'm not a routine person um I think it can bring some staleness into your life. You know, you go the same way to work, you eat the same breakfast or whatever. Um, um, oh, but you, now you're going into the whole hierarchy of human needs. I mean, we all need certainty. Absolutely. The second one, variety. They conflict. Oh my gosh. That, and that's where the fun and games comes in with this. It's finding what's right for you in that moment. Um, yeah. But you start this episode talking about what is it that you that you love from your clients it's that fun it's that joy it's that playfulness that creativity no wonder what you do right now is keeping things a little bit fun a little bit different adding a little bit of uniqueness through it exactly it's yeah. what you're searching for and it's what you're giving out to your to your people right right and so so not every yoga student is for me you know and i'm not for them and that's yeah. that's okay because you want to feel like oh wait this is a good fit for me or 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 she really understands, you know, when I, when I was teaching at 
I won't say names, but like a big chain of fitness place and walk in and there's 60 people in the class, you know, it's this massive room and, you know, there's always the music's too loud. Oh no, it's not loud enough. I can't hear it. Um, it's too dark in here. Oh no, it's, it's too bright. Can you turn the lights down? It's too cold. It's too, so everybody has, we all come in different. And that's probably why at this period of my life, I'm enjoying the smaller groups because, um, yeah, you know, it's easier to reach a, an agreement between everything, everyone, you know, um, and also hear and see what each student is doing. It's harder to see people. Mm. There's always the person that hides in the back and doesn't want you to really see them, you know, and I understand yeah. that I did that at one point too, because I felt, oh, I don't, I'm not that good at this. So I'm learning. So I don't want people behind me, or I know I'm going to do my own thing today. I don't want the person behind me to, to fall off of the teacher's routine, you know, yeah. but yeah, fun in course. there and the, and the, and the change is really nice, but, but also some of the same things that they know they're going to get balance. They're going to get focused. They're going to get pranayama breathing in every class. Mm -hmm. They're going to get stretching. They're going to get strengthening. Yeah. But everything you're talking about there with the, the sort of the, the hiding or the, the rapid change in the variety, that's a blessing and a curse. It's a double-edged sword. This is so good in some aspects, but let's talk about you as sort of behind the scenes as a business owner. This can be tough, right? Because we all go through phases of, we want to be the back of the class. Don't want people to see this. I wonder why we're not getting the results that we need to get or yeah. having all this variety and all these different things we, we want to do. And it's like, there's too much. What can you talk about the, the role of yourself as the business owner and how that's kind of evolved and, and changed re more recently? Okay. Yeah. Um, so recently I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm like we discussed earlier, trying to recalibrate things, doing a lot of research into hmm. which technologies, which modalities are the best for my, um, my people that would be interested in my things and and there is a, a big variety of them so also trying to cull things down um so um and also changing you know even my business setup do i want to be an llc what what is an s corp i don't know should i incorporate no i'm just an independent contractor you know all these different options mm -hmm. um and for me because 10 years ago, I was like, okay, I need, I want to do this. I want independent income streams and um, I want some things to be on automatic. So, you know, that would take me out of that equation all day. Cause I'm an artist at heart. That's my yeah. true nature. You know, you see mm -hmm. art, this is my artwork. You know, it's, I have, I've, and I put it into my, actually I hire artists. I like to work on a team. I'm really a team player. So I do like to hire illustrators and stuff when I do book, books. But um, so, but as a business owner, getting back to that um, right now, I'm just, I'm kind of in a, like, like you said, recalibrating and assessing and I'm trying to, to, to streamline a few things because I, I did get really spread out when you have a lot of interest. And this is my divine client, which is somebody who's also really creative. And, and for a while there, I was writing a lot of magazine articles and things on creativity um, mm. as a creativity expert, you know, what is it to be creative? Is everybody creative? Why aren't I creative? What brings out my creativity? What's considered being creative? You know, you can be a really creative business owner, you can be a really creative scientist because you're going to think out of the box. You can be a fine artist 
Um, but yeah, so what I'm trying to do is still retain the things that I love to do. Um, and some of them are, are like, have to do with, oh, maybe I want to do a real estate. You know, I've done some real estate things and made money mm. that way. It's not even in my creative realm, but I do have to use some creativity for that. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm just trying to, to figure out how to make my life a little simpler. There's a, there's a lot in that. So there's that, that the superpower that you have of this fun creativity. You're an artist there. You've defined yourself as an identity. You're an, you're an, you're an artist that loves to be around community yet in the business and a business perspective persona needs a focus and drive and efficiency and plan. Might, does this feel like it's, I mean, they're different sort of personalities and different, different modes that you go into each day is that kind of tough to sort of switch into because you know this this is the area that you succeed and love and have joy so you kind of enjoy thinking what are the options i could have you just threw in real estate oh my gosh what else do you want to throw into the mix how else can we can we slow down growth and make things more complicated right i know i know no it it is it is complicated sometimes and that that's why i'm reassessing right now and um trying to figure out how, how to get it back to a little bit more simplicity and um, some automation, some um, who, who can I hire to help me right now? I always like to, I feel like the, the things that I've, like when I've done the three books, I've always, I have a system for it. That's some, one of the things I help some of my clients with that, that want yeah. to do a, um, set up a team. Maybe it's a one person on your team, but you're more yeah. accountable when you have an appointment set up, maybe it's once a week, mm. but it's at the same time on the same day with that person and you inch the project along and then it's done actually. It actually gets done that way, you know? Um, Do you find that that, that difference in, in, in sort of mental culture or environment from you know, working as a job to running your own business and running it in this perspective, it's, it's, it's so different for us as the individuals to sort of change gear or have that accountability or know what to do because oh my gosh there are so many questions there are so many different options um and i think what did you say when we were off air you, you're the eternal researchers like you, and this is a good thing and this is the skill that helps your clients but it's also the part that oh it's actually hindering the exactly. movement forward do you find that yes yes exactly because you it's just the same as the idea of having i have so many choices so I'm, I haven't picked one because I can't decide, but that's, yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm just researching everything. And then I have to, I have to just jump on something because yeah, sometimes you make a mistake and maybe it's not going to be the best one, but you, you're not going to know until you try. So. Oh, and that, that is the most beautiful and the most scary statement that some people can say, if you try I'm just going to try it, but oh my gosh, what if it goes wrong? What if it burns down? What if I die? What if it succeeds? What if it actually works? Again, we can list all the questions and you probably know more, all of them and some more, right? Yeah. You ruminate and you, you doubt yourself and then, yeah, that's so typical. That's, and we all do it as humans. Some people just jump forward quicker. I just know certain things I'm really slow on, but then I, I have to, you know, and you beat yourself up about things, yeah. but then, but then I have to bring myself back. Well, but you did this and you did that. And then you did that yeah. and you did that, you know, 
And we, we do the, in coaching, we call it the compare and despair, you know, cause you're a coach, right? Compare and despair. Oh, well, they, they did that. I, I don't even know how to do that. I must not be that great or, you know, but you, it's really hard. You just have to be aware of how you're thinking and switch it before it gets and bring it to, okay, let's just focus on what my next step is going to be. And then I'm going to move things forward. And there is, you, maybe you know too much because you know all the concepts, you know how you coach your clients, but put into action yourself at a different level, at a different place. It's, we, we never stop this journey. So there's, yeah. there's no gazillionaire that doesn't go through this. They just have a different level, a different place. So I love mm. the, the openness of the, how you shared your journey and how you help other people and how you're navigating a similar journey right now. It's, it's beautiful to see this, this evolution. That's what we're all looking for. Yeah, it's, it's very humbling because, you know, you take a few steps forward and then you get pushed back by your, sometimes by yourself. Sometimes you mean oftentimes, pretty much all the time, right? All right. Every single (laughs) time. Yeah. (laughs) The limiting beliefs, you know, the catchphrases, the limiting beliefs, the self-worth, you know, all that self-conscious self-doubt, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All all the fun and games have come with the business owner and, and the transitions. So, hey, Didi, thank you so much for sharing your, what it is that you do, how you help the women that you do, and also behind the scenes, put this together. It's been beautiful to sort of break this down with you and just have fun with it. Yeah, thank you for taking the time and chatting and expanding on things and giving your point of view. It's really oh, nice. You're so, so welcome. Um, and look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the works that you do, where can they find you? Well, I have... Um, I have a Facebook page, Dee Dee McKay, D-I-D-I-M-C-K-A-Y. Um, I have ddmckaybooks.com that have my children's books. Um, this is one of them. And they're all, they go around the globe. So they're cultural and they have a gratitude attitude. Um, and then I have a Zazzle store, uh, Dee Dee underscore love is one of my stores on zazzle.com where I put my art on projects, on products, I mean. And um I have a lot of, I have, I, I put myself out there in the social media a lot. I have an Instagram that's um, DD underscore Siri, S-I-R-I dot mm. underscore art, DD Siri art. So I have some of my art on there. Yeah. But for the um, DD McKay yoga.com is how people usually book my um, either private classes or I teach beach yoga. I teach outdoors a lot. Um, and then I teach now it's so hot where I am. We're going indoors. Too much, too much, too much going on. As a Brit, I'm all, all for that. So again, blessing and a curse. Like, yeah, give me some of that heat. Love that. Hey, if you, everyone, if you're curious, go and check it out. All those places. But yeah, Didi, thanks so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> See you next time. Bye.